What's up, everybody? And this is your favorite... Well, let me just go ahead and say... Your favorite host who could be worse. My name's Josh, and uh, this is going to be our very first civilians only. I'm just kidding. Civilians-focused podcast, so not necessarily military stuff but just things to include non-military listeners. Uh, and a lot of this is going to focus around, like, you know, the the uh, popular culture, the stuff that's happening right now in the news. Again, not necessarily pertaining to the military, but if it happens to slip in, why not? I mean, civilians still care about the uh, military, so why not? So I guess the next thing is that, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the schedule is going to be yet. Um, so I'm probably going to do a little tweaking, but um, so I will be covering predominantly today. I'll just be covering stuff that uh, I find on like TMZ, NPR, and stuff like that. I'll probably vary my sources a little bit for uh, for next civvies episode, but uh, yeah, we'll just go on from here. So this is probably going to be a shorter episode, just so I can kind of work out the kinks on it. But um, stick with me; it's going to get better, I promise. So. <laughs> I actually used to uh, work with another podcast back in uh, good old Virginia uh, that was called uh, Virginia, if you didn't get it, which hopefully hopefully you did. Uh, so, and that's in the United States. I feel like I have to caveat this stuff just in case somebody's listening who's not, who doesn't necessarily get it. It's like when you write a uh, paper like a thesis paper or something like that. You can't assume knowledge on the part of the listener uh, slash reader because you could use an acronym, uh, and this going back to the military setting, you could use an acronym that somebody is not familiar with. So you have to, you have to break it down. So that's what we're going to do, uh, do here today. So, uh, but it was called um, Badass 87 Radio. Uh, and did that with Rod, uh, Rod Poole back in the day as well with, uh, James Jenkins, Ricky Parks, and sometimes Michael Golder. And, uh, this other guy, I don't remember his name. He had an interesting last name. I want to say it starts with an M. But anyway, so we covered pop stuff. Uh, I usually wrote the, um, the itinerary for the discussion for that day, the sketch. The information to discuss, topics, that sort of thing. Did the research. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. And, uh, oh, that reminds me of something else before I jump into this these TMZ headlines. I actually did have my meeting with the, uh, with the, um, the chief master sergeant, which was pretty freaking cool. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Um, not going to say his name, but... Uh, you know, I'll see if I can track down the name of that podcast uh, and then uh, share that with you guys once it comes out. I had a great discussion with him. Uh, met a really nice guy from uh, from another department, and uh, we had a good conversation before the uh, podcast started. 
And uh, I guess my funny story is, you know, how it could have been worse is uh, I showed up early, you know, at uh, at 07. Um, and uh, now we had been going back and forth time-wise. Uh, I, I think I'd gotten, you know, two... Uh, two invitations uh, on my my Outlook account, so I wasn't exactly sure. And we had a phone discussion, uh, and you know there was like a change in time, so it would be like a it was fifteen hundred instead. But I still I must not have changed it in my phone or something. And I was like, oh man, it still says seven here, so I must have, you know, so. It could have been worse when I went there and uh, the chief was like, oh, so your uh, your appointment's at still at 15. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, if he turns me away right now, that's cool. I get it. Um, but I was just kind of bummed out because I was like, dang, man. But that's all right. That's all right. So, uh, but he was a really nice guy. It, it could have been worse than the fact that he could have just been like, yo, what's, what's your problem? Like, do you not, you not keep up with your, uh, your appointments? Like, you know, come on with like, where's the personal responsibility, the accountability and yada, yada. But he was a really nice guy, had a great discussion with them, talked about everything from, uh, from our jobs, uh, who inspires us, you know, mentors and things like that. Uh, what we do in our private time, not private time, but like, you know, personal time. Uh, but yeah, anyway, long story short, uh, I may just try to find that and get that attached on this podcast, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'll try to get a uh, get more information for you. So now let's go ahead and jump into that TMZ stuff. Uh, I mean, this stuff, sometimes this stuff is wild. So the, the first one uh, has to do with uh, R. Kelly's, and this is the, the headline here, the infamous R. Kelly Atlanta home sold, allegedly held women, women captive there. And that's not singular, it's plural, apparently. And, and what, what they talk about in the article is that it's like some kind of, it was some kind of like sex cult or something like that, which is crazy. So yeah, like that's the PG-13 warning. I, I usually don't you know, get any, get, get wild and things like that. But, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, some, somebody bought it for 1.78 million, which is like a crazy, I don't know. It, it seems crazy to me just because of my financial situation, which isn't that bad. I, I have a house or not a house. I have a place to live, you know, thank you, military, uh, you know, food on the table again. Thank you, military. So, uh, and you know, it's put me in a, in a good position, but that's still a lot of money, like more than most people in the world will see in their lives. So, uh, it's just crazy to think about that, like how much money that is. But, um, yeah, and that, the fact that he got away with some of that stuff and, um, yeah, Kelly is in custody in Chicago awaiting federal trial has denied the allegations. Wow, which is wild. Wild stuff. So, I guess he's he's probably going to be facing a lot of legal charges probably from, you know, women themselves and maybe the state, I don't know. But uh yeah, he's probably going to need that money. 
at 1.788 million because lawyers ain't cheap as far as I know. Never been in, you know, in, in trouble like that and I pray to God I never will. And uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not even going to go down that, that path, but, you know, God bless, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have to say. Could be worse, man. He could have no money and you know, kidnap somebody, but, you know. I don't know. Okay, this is just weird. I'm mo I am moving on because, you know, I, yeah. All right, so the next story here, and this, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, I'll let you guys make your judgment on this one. So the paddling principal, six-year-old's fam, family, fam, uh, it is TMZ after all, so they wrote fam. Uh, pleased with sanctions, kids still experience pain. Um, so apparently there's a, there was a Florida principal who paddled a six-year-old. Now, I was not aware that this sort of thing was still happening. Uh, I thought this was like, like, you know, my, my, my parents' generation that experienced that from, you know, the previous generation before them. But I guess it's still a thing. Um, so the six-year-old uh, would be punished after getting premature, or, yeah. So the, the child was getting punished, presumably, for misbehaving and disrespecting the mother somehow. And I think the principal had mentioned in the video something like, you know, you, you don't destroy things. And, I mean, the kid seemed, he sounded terrified, uh, but, you know, but he did sound respectful, I guess. Um, so she, it seems like she's still waiting for administrative action uh, because they – so what seemed like it happened is that the story broke and then, you know, the she was, I guess, suspended and then brought back prematurely to continue the job. And it seems like there's some confusion as to whether she's going to be staying in that position or not. I, I mean, whether legal action is taken, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, corporal punishment in schools these days seems seems very uh, not kosher. Uh, now, depending on your stance on on child rearing and things like that. Uh, Hmm. I, I I won't say yay or nay for it. Um, I'll just give the perspective, and then again, you guys make your decision on that. Um, you know, uh, some people will say that that children need um, structure, they need standards, and they need um, a certain level of accountability, which sometimes includes punishment uh, of a corporal nature um, and, you know, spanking and things like that. Uh, I don't know. I can't quote off the top of my head uh, any child child behavioral psychologists who deal with uh, corporal punishment, um, but it seems like there are some negative ramifications to that. So that's the flip side. So the... The four is that, you know, it'll, it will teach the child to respect boundaries uh, and respect authority. 
And uh, on the opposite side, you know, should a child be, you know, put in that much terror, especially from people that uh, are supposedly supposed to um, protect him and his well-being? Will it make him less trusting of people? Will it affect his social skills, social uh, ability, you know? So there's there's things to consider on both sides of the coin. Um, So, yeah, the mom has taken him out of the school, apparently, which is which is interesting. Um, I don't know if I don't know what legal recourse she has, but she's taken him out of the school. So but uh, yeah, now the now the mother says she or the principal is saying that she's experiencing these, you know, numbness in her legs and, you know, I'm I'm not going to comment on that part. It is unfortunate, uh, and I hope that uh, she's not uh, trying to divert attention away from her actions, if that is what she intends to do. Uh, I guess the other thing, um, there's a story about this guy, Michael Costello. Um... Ah, interesting. Uh, sorry, let me. I just saw another article that seemed kind of kind of interesting. Um, I didn't see some of these stories. <laughs> Freaking a. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna. I'm just looking over some of this stuff. Uh, this guy Michael Costello uh, was saying that um, she he has suicidal ideation. Because of um, uh, because of Chrissy Teigen, uh, who you know you'll probably know is married to uh, John Legend, uh, the famous musician. Uh, but yeah, he's saying that she her bullying has has like brought her brought him to the uh, the precipice of suicide. Um, a Project Runway star accusing Chrissy of. A years-long campaign to get him blacklisted from the industry because he says he mistakenly thought he posted something racist all the way back in 2014. I don't want to do this, but I cannot be happy until I speak my mind. I need to heal, and in order for me to do that, I must reveal what I, what's been going through. I wanted to kill myself, and I still am traumatized, depressed, and have thoughts of suicide. This is his post on Instagram from what it looks like. Apparently 130,000 people like it. Uh, which is kind of weird because it's like, it's like, it's like when old Facebook, when you like somebody, somebody posted that their relative had died and you like the post, it's like, I'm not liking the post. I just want to show support. So that's why I think they updated that. But it's, it's weird. It's weird to like it, uh, in my opinion. Uh... Yeah, so and then you have these these pictures that that they posted. Uh, yeah, he also reported posted screenshots of the alleged messages from Tegan, which she she says racist people like you deserve to suffer and die. Well, well, yeah, not not uh, <laughs> not very uh, very nice of her if that is true. Anything could be photoshopped, but. It just looks bad. Um, so, and it seems like a lot of attitudes are coming out uh, 
by the way. And by attitudes, I mean bad attitudes. So if that if that really came out as her saying it or sending the messages, like, wow, like, dang, you could have uh, handled that one better. But uh, more grace, I suppose. But I don't know. Everybody has their stumbling blocks and, you know, I think we've all treated somebody very poorly and we're we're lucky that that didn't come out, you know, nobody had a camera on us or nobody screenshotted our our conversations. Even though that's a lot more prevalent as the days go by with, you know, camera phones and stuff like that, like you know, everything you say or do could be recorded, so that's that's kind of scary. But uh yeah, and apparently she's you know, send a, you know, mea culpa, you know, message or video or something like that. So that's floating around. Um, next, Priyanka Chopra, Victoria's Secret lineup, no lingerie. Uh, this is, this is kind of interesting to me. Because isn't she um, isn't she Nick Jonas's uh, wife? If so, I mean I could be wrong. I might be thinking of the wrong person. Maybe it's Joe Jonas. It's one of the Jonases that that she's married to. I can't remember which. But uh, yeah, apparently she's she's uh, getting on uh, getting on the Victoria's Secret wagon there. Uh, which, I don't know, I, the reason why I even bring it up is just because it's like, I don't know if I'd be cool with that, uh, it's if my, if my wife were to, even though she's not doing the lingerie thing, I guess it's a perception of it, um, but apparently... The women form what Victoria's Secret is collecting, the Versus Collective, a platform attempting to build re- deeper relationships with women of all backgrounds. Priyanka is no stranger to advocating for women's rights, like speaking on behalf of UNICEF. Uh, and I believe Megan Rapinoe is also in this, and she's she's um, focused on the LGBTQ side. Um, you know, wish her best of luck with that. Um, but uh, I guess... Well, maybe it's not as bad as it looked when I first saw the headline. Um, but I guess they're... I guess Victoria's Secret is trying to change their brand. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how you can... cannot be Victoria's Secret in the traditional sense, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess they sense the wind's changing, so they're... They're, uh, they're going with it, so. I don't know, but, uh, I mean, uh, I've also heard rumors of, like, companies that, that get woke or, or what have you, I guess that's the, that's a popular phrase now, uh, are, are seeing difficulties, like, you know, like, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be woke enough, I guess, is, is the, is the thing, but, you know, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Is is there any merit to it or or not? You know. But that's it. That's it. Well, I'm gonna cover for uh uh for that. Um 
And I guess, well, actually, last note. Seth Rogen ceramic vase sells for thousands. New hobbies paying off. Okay, let's be real. If you guys look it up, it looks like crap. All right? It, it looks like somebody, you know, uh, somebody just made something in shop class and then just sprayed some of that... Uh, uh, insulating foam on it and then just spray painted that. So, I mean, I, I don't think it looks good, but you know, good, good for you, dude. You're, you're making money, but honestly, it's not, if it wasn't for his fame, like he wouldn't be selling it. And you know, in my opinion, but I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a broke guy here. I'm just talking about, uh, somebody else making a lot of money. So, who knows? Maybe it's a little bit of, of cynicism, a little bitterness, you know, but <sighs> even that sounds bad, right? Um, am, I, am I bitter? Do I sound bitter? Possibly. But anyway, moving on, I'm going to cover some actual news now, uh, which is, um, I want to save the David Bowie one for last. So... Uh, first things first, I'm going to talk about China. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about China. 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 Very, uh, very nice. Very clean. Yeah. Um, so the first one is about, um, China launching their first crew to live on, uh, the new space station that they have up there. I, the reason why I bring this one up first is because it, it is fascinating to me because I, I've, I've been playing this strategy game called Wargroove. Uh, it's on Switch. Uh, I'd, I'd say look into it if you're a fan of, um, you know, battle tactics, um, you know, turn-by-turn -turn based, um, you know, gameplay. Uh, so... Excuse me. Anyway, so, and the reason why I bring that up is because it makes me think about tactics and things like that. Like, your opponent brings out a new weapon, and you, you know, have to counter that, you know, with a with one that, whose strengths is, you know, much like you'd think about, like, you know, the airplane, you know, you, you have ground forces, you know, the enemy has, you know, brings out, you know... Uh, air to ground, you know, uh, capable, uh, aircraft, uh, you know, to combat that you're going to have ground to air specific, uh, defenses. So it's the same way that it, it gets my mind thinking about this sort of thing. So I can't help but think in, in my, you know, my, you know, limited knowledge of what, what's actually going on and all this stuff. But, it's like another space race. It's like, it's like, I have to get up here. I have to reach this point so that I can, uh, you know, um, so that I can get a leg up on you. And by the way, uh, just random caveat now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, my views do not represent, you know, uh, the U S government or the U S military in any way. Uh, these are purely my own, so there it is. 
Uh, it's it's officially going on. This is my first one, and it covers all the episodes. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, my disclaimer there. Uh, but uh, anyway, back to it. Um, so this comes from I can't pronounce this correctly. Jiquan, 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 China. Under bright blue morning skies, China launched its first crude, not C R U E D. Uh, but crew, C-R-E-W, crewed space mission in five years. Thursday, sending three science-minded military pilots, rocket, pilots rocketing to a new orbiting space station that are expected to reach around mid-afternoon. Astronauts already wearing their spacesuits were seen off by space officials. They had uniformed military pers- personnel and a crowd of children waving flowers and flags, singing patriotic songs, the three... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the 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 big takeaway from this is that um, is that now we're we're putting people in space for longer periods of time. Uh, what's that mean for colonization? What does that mean for uh, for war? That sort of thing. All that. It's it's uh, yeah. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. Um, the other interesting thing coming out of, of uh, Asia, the China area in particular, is Hong Kong. Uh, police arrest Apple Daily editors under Hong Kong security law. This is uh, it's very concerning, and I think it puts into perspective for us Americans, like, again, how much freedom that we have. Now, there's, there's never going to be a perfect freedom, I suppose, uh, unless you... You know, perfect freedom to do whatever you want. I don't think that's actually possible because if it were, then we'd just all go, we'd all go crazy and it would be like the purge, I feel like. So there's never a perfect freedom, but there's, it seems like we have more freedom than, than, you know, these individuals, which is, you know, thank my lucky stars. But apparently they arrested three editors uh, for the um, this apparently this uh, I don't want to say upstart or something like that um, very outspoken uh, uh, newspaper called the Apple Daily, and so they've they've arrested the three main editors, which is a big deal from from what they what the individuals were talking about. And they uh, said that the reason for the arrest was that dozens of articles in Apple Daily that called on foreign agencies to impose sanctions on China or the Hong Kong government. Um, it, it it doesn't look good that Hong that that, uh, that they would arrest these editors. Um, now, from a dictatorial uh, standpoint, like yeah, like from the I, I can certainly see from China's perspective, like we want to silence all dissenting opinions. Um, like, you know, we don't want sanctions, yada, yada, but it, it looks bad. Whenever you arrest journalists, it looks bad. I don't, I don't know if there's any way around that. It looks bad. Um, but you guys can, can check that out. This was apparently on morning edition. Um, 
every single time they've come up with a plan to kill us, we've managed to, to survive. Which, you know, awesome. Good on you guys for fighting, fighting the good fight. Uh, so, Juneteenth may become a federal holiday. That is interesting. Um, I believe from what the article was saying is that Juneteenth refers to the date in Texas, uh, June 19th, that... Uh, June 19th, 1865, which was the date that the Emancipation Proclamation freed individuals in Texas. Uh, so they were freed then. Um, so uh, apparently it's it's passed. Uh, the bill is passed. Uh, Democratic-held uh, House of Representatives. So now it's 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 probably going to to make it uh, into federal holiday. But, uh, yeah, if you're interested in that story, check it out. Um, we'll see. Um, you know, it looks like companies are, are probably going to make it a paid holiday. So, um, yeah, sweet. You know, good to, good for, uh, for everybody, I suppose. Um, and it's interesting, on the same vein of holidays... Uh, there's an article in uh, about a New Jersey school, a school district, that has erased all holiday names after dropping Columbus Day, which I, I think this is honestly it's it was inevitable. It was it was it was inevitable. Instead of having to deal with, uh, well, so let me back up. Predominantly, the uh, holidays that we celebrate in the United States are are Christian focused, Christian oriented. You know, think about like Christmas, uh, Christ, Christmas, um, Easter, that sort of thing. Uh, predominantly Christian holidays. So, and I, there was there I've had discussions before with uh, you know, and there's been banding about about you know holidays and whatnot so i think this is logically it makes the most sense to just leave it blank you know uh leave just so apparently what they're doing for this is just writing day off so not holiday day off um so interesting on their part i mean uh it's I don't know how, how the people are feeling about it, but let's take a look. It all started when the school board in Randolph Township voted to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Some residents were outraged, so the board that said that instead it would wipe holiday names from the school calendar altogether while still observing the days off. The overwhelming majority of the township population feels that they've the Randolph Township School Board members grossly overstepped their bounds that they are completely pushing their own personal political ideologies. He started a uh, Randolph President Tom Tatum told Fox News he started a petition calling on school officials to resign. Um, oh man, well, Booster State is critical to recognize the contributions of Christopher Columbus and the, that Italian Americans have historically faced discrimination. Some places have switched to marking Indigenous Peoples Day in recognition of Native Americans who occupied the United States long before European explorers like Columbus arrived. Which, which actually leads to another, uh, another sidebar real quick. So, like, 
part of the reason why Columbus Day was recognized was that so that the Italian people could be recognized by proxy. So a, a day of, of um, Italian heritage, um, which, if I remember correctly, was started by uh, around the time of JFK. I believe so. I could be wrong. Uh, I will look that up. I... But don't quote me on it, but I believe it was started right around that time. Um, because, actually, no, it was even earlier than that. Uh, anyway, so uh, what's happening in New Jersey? Uh, okay. Backlash has only grown, petition. It's gotten 4,000 signatures for the Board of Education to resign. They represent everything that is wrong in education today. So this, my friends, is an example of it could always be worse. Uh, uh, back in the olden days, you know, they, they, uh, they used to bust out the old pitchforks and the old, uh, the old torches uh, and, uh, and go after people, tar and feather too. Uh, so yeah, thankfully we live in a civilized society where, where we don't necessarily do that, but we we speak with our votes, and um, unfortunately though, our lawyers. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let me know how you guys feel about that. Does it make sense? Uh, you know, um, does it make sense to just wipe away all of the, the holidays and just let the individual person decide what it means to them? Or, you know, do we, or do we just, you know, go as, as we've been going before? Uh, but the New York City Department of Ed Education tried to rename Columbus Day over objections and eventually settled on marking a holiday called Italian Heritage Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, which drew its set of critiques. Andrew Cuomo said it was wrong to make the two groups share one holiday. There are also other efforts to recognize the role of color, people of color, played in American history. Okay, yeah, we've already covered that, though. Uh, Juneteenth. Uh, interesting. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I see both sides of it and I think that's, that's just part of who I am as judge. I like to see both sides of the coin. So, um, yeah, if anybody's listening to this, who's particularly interested in this, this debate or this back and forth, uh, yeah, let me know, let me know what your thoughts are. Um, and so, uh, the last thing I want to cover, and this is just a little interesting tidbit here. Uh, $4 becomes $18,000. And I bet you're wondering, how? How is that possible, Josh? Well, you can buy a $4 painting made by David Bowie and uh, at a thrift store, no less, and sell it to the highest bidder for $18,000. Wow. Uh, that is literally what happened. Uh... Yeah. $4.09. Yep, Ziggy Stardust, Ziggy Stardust himself on the back, signed in 1997. Wow, it's just crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to that story, but 
it just goes to show you, man, like some, some one man's trash is another man's treasure. Like, I don't know how the thrift store got it. Maybe, uh, maybe he was just, David Bowie was just getting rid of it. Or maybe the estate got rid of it and he didn't think it was worth anything at the time. I don't know. But the guy made 18000 off of it, so good on him. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be about it for this show. Um, sometimes I like to have these discussions about the topics, little sidebars like, like you guys see. But um, yeah, uh, let me know if you guys liked it. I'll, I'll probably still be tweaking the format of, of the uh, of the civvies episodes, but we'll see. Uh, but all the same, you could be listening to somebody else's podcast, which, yeah, that, that would probably be worse. So, which keeps in line with my theme there. Uh, so anyway, that'll do for right now. Thank you to, uh, to all of my civilian listeners, as well as, uh, all my military members as well. Uh, appreciate all of you. Thank you for supporting the effort at home and abroad. Just remember, though, it could always be worse. Thanks for listening.